Think again with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio. 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to Think Again, presented to you by Borderlands Cooperative, an organisation that has been dedicated to social change for over 20 years. I'm Jacques Bourret. And I'm Jennifer Burrell. Today we're talking about a campaign to bring about the community's vision for redevelopment of the up, we Upfield Railway line between Moreland, Moreland Road and Belt Street to the north, the inner north of Melbourne, which is known as the Upfield Corridor. Mm, yes, the railway line's being raised to do away with railway crossings, which of course was one of the central planks of the state Andrews government as it came to power two elections ago. However, the community wants to have a real say in what will happen in new spaces created underneath, of course, like gardens, bike paths and and community art, and preservation of what's valuable, including heritage buildings and old native trees. The community really wants to own this space, which it's closely connected with, as witnessed by this really vibrant campaign. Today, we'll have one of the campaign organisers, James Conlon, on the line to talk about saving Gandolfo Gardens in particular. Gandolfo Gardens is a much-loved and used green space next to Moreland Station along the Upfield Line. Uh, This is a really good example of where two or more public or common interests collide. A collision between interests, what, what one would call and understand as, on the one hand, public goods and on the other common goods. You may remember last uh, week we talked quite a bit about the public and the common goods in our uh, program then, and we talked about it in the context of the issue which is now re-emerging as a point of interest, and that is the commons. The distinction between public and common goods in there is really centrally their form of government governance. Whereas public goods are controlled and managed by government, governments, common goods are self-managed by the communities who together produce, use or share them. Mm-hmm. Public transport is one example of a public good that needs to be governed on our behalf in the common interest. It constantly, of course, butts against those of us who want to use their private vehicles to get from one place to another. But we do that on public roads. So to untangle lots of potential conflicts and possibilities bumping into one another, some centralised coordination and management and investment of resources is necessary. So far, so good. But when the untangling of these bumping interests starts to have an impact on the enjoyment of other goods, think, for example... Uh, private backyards, bedroom windows in which people could be looking when the sky rail passes by. So important really for this discussion or for this conversation, think about common goods like the enjoyment of a much-loved and much-used park, Mm -hmm. which will be impacted possibly forever or at least for a very long time. So how can one reconcile this local sense of a common good with the demands of a more upscaled, more generalised 
public common good. Mm. So on that note, we'll bring James onto the program to talk about the campaign to bring about the community's vision for the Upfield Corridor, particularly Gandolfo Gardens. So James, hello James. Good, thanks. How are you? Good, thank you. So thanks for joining the program today. So James, can you first tell us a bit about the situation with the railway line being raised on the Upfield Corridor and why people in the community would even care? Yeah, uh, so it's a $500 or $460 million project uh, to lift the railway line uh, between Moreland Road to Bell Street. So there's mm. four crossings that are being lifted. Mm-hmm. It's a huge um, project for the area, huge amounts of uh, cash, inve- cash injection into the area, which you know I don't think we're going to see in our lifetime again. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of money. It's a big project. It's, yeah, it's just huge. Um, and I guess the reason I... And other people got involved, so the upfield and we formed the Upfield Corridor Coalition. Um, was that we had heard about this project happening, but we had no detail from the government, no information. No one really knew what was happening. The timelines were creeping uh, forward quickly and uh, further and quickly, um, and still very little detail about what was going on. So we came together because we were concerned that we were going to be completely ignored and shut out of the process unless there was a concerted community campaign. Uh, to make sure that this project is actually done with uh, genuine community input. Um, so, yeah, so that's why we came together. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we've been trying to do is to ensure that the project is actually built well and that we don't get a cheaper, nasty version because we're Moreland and Coburg, which is safe labour and green territory now. Yeah, and you're right, it is a huge investment, $460 million. Mm-hmm. And as you say, it'll be there for a long time, What what whatever is there. Yeah. Um, can you tell me how long is it with this upfield corridor, how long is that particular stretch of railway that we're talking about? Uh, so between Moreland and... Moreland so Road. Moreland Road to Bell Street mm-hmm. is about one and a half kilometres, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's quite huge, really, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. a big space. It'll have a great impact on amenity and visual, I, I guess, as well. Yeah, there's, so there's a potential for all of that. So, you know, obviously by lifting the railway line, there's a lot of uh, public space, new public space that you're creating underneath the railway line. Um, there's opportunities to inc- uh, improve the bike path, uh, improve the connections between uh, the trains, new train stations and the train, tram and bus stops, which in- intersect um, mm-hmm. at Moreland Road and mm-hmm. in the buses mm-hmm. at Bell Street. There's just, yeah. if you do it well and you think about all the issues that can be done really well, yeah. um, there's also, which is actually not part of the project, the potential to duplicate the upfield railway line uh, a, a little bit further up the line, which mm-hmm. would cost not a, not a lot of extra money. Um, the, pro, the railway line's been shut down for three months, but the duplication of the railway line isn't going to happen, which is just... So, that, um, so the, when you say duplication, that's north of the up the corridor that we're talking about, where there's only one train line. So a train, only one truck. train can go yeah. on the line at mm-hmm. a time. Yeah, there's, and it's heavily populated, so you'd think there would be a dual train line north that, of that point. That's right. So there's, there's a bottleneck up uh, north of, I think it's Gowrie Station, for a few hundred metres, and that's the key, uh, that's the bottleneck that causes... Uh, trains to be only to be able to run every 20 minutes maximum mm. in the peak. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that un- untangling that little bottleneck is not being is excluded from the scope of the project, even though uh, the, tra- the railway line is being shut down for three months and mm. it's going to cause that all of that disruption. You would think that you would 
do, do that at the same time, one. of course, mm. yeah. yeah. So, um, James, can you tell us um, a bit more about the actual campaign to have some genuine community ownership over the spaces? And also, as you yeah. say, it's to do with coordination of public transport as well. And yeah. um, who's involved? What are the groups? And how did they come together? And, and what is actually being asked for? Yeah, so, so specifically the Upfield Corridor Coalition, we came together to try and sort of pull together all the all of these sort of broader issues around the design of the project and sort of maximise its benefits. So we had a, uh, our first event was back in uh, May last year and we had a big sort of uh, public uh, vision session where we pulled together all the uh, different ideas of the community of what they wanted to see from the project um, and that generated uh, a few key demands and those were um, uh, move the new train stations so that they straddle Moreland Road and Bell Street so that they're located above uh, those mm, roads mm, so you don't have to mm. cross the roads in order to access the stations, which would also integrate with the surrounding public transport mm. um, connections. Uh, moving the stations also eliminates the need to cut down all of the trees in Gandolfo Garden. Mm -hmm. So it's got a many benefits. We still haven't heard from the LXRP why that can't be done other than dodgy arguments which have no basis. So LXRP um, are... LXRP? Sorry, just, yeah, LXRP. Oh, sorry, the Level Crossing Removal Project. That's uh -huh. the State Government Authority mm -hmm. building it. Um, so that's the first demand. The other one is to make sure that uh, the bike path is actually improved, bike and pedestrian paths are actually improved. Um, so we want uh, great, some, a grade separation at the main road so that uh, bikes and pedestrians don't have to wait longer once the boom gates are gone. Mm -hmm. um, so we were we originally we were calling for a, a valetway, but that looks um, difficult. A valetway like that's for um, bikes to where they can ride fast. Yeah, that's a, where, a, a raised bikeway, uh, which would either go under or next to the uh, new raised rail line. Mm -hmm. um, and the purpose of that would be to it would be a faster uh, commuter sort of serving uh, route, which mm. would you know, sort of about future-proofing the line uh, to allow for lots more increased bike riders yeah. that would need to use that line when the as the population and the density increases along yeah, the line. And, and of course, the bike, the very narrow bike path there, that sort of a broken bike path, is very yeah. well patronised. Hmm. Yeah. So that's the bike. It is proposed to be widened, which is good. Um, but they're doing yeah. really silly things, like uh, they're going to. So they're separating the bike and pedestrian paths. Um, along the corridor for the majority of, of the new so the new uh, corridor between Bell and Moreland, but yes. then they're deliberately um, putting them, mixing them all back together in and around the train station so that you'll have gigantic conflicts between bike mm -hmm. pedestrians and peak morning at peak hour train commuters. Yeah, um, I can't think why and, they would do that. And we heard from uh, Lizzie Blanthorne that uh, bike riders would just have to get off uh, and walk their bikes around the train stations. Um, so it's yet to be confirmed whether that's happening or not. Um, and then the other main things we're asking for is to retain as many heritage structures along along the 19th century corridor. It's a, got a heritage overlay on it. Um, there's lots of important buildings and structures along there. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, and, uh, and there's Gandolfo Gardens, I guess, too, with all uh, over 100 old native trees, which you wouldn't have yeah. thought we would want to be pulling down <laughs> with the yeah, knowledge we have today. Yeah, and the, that park was actually created uh, through a concerted community campaign 
back in the early 1900s mm-hmm. um, and then was named after the first uh, Italian mayor, uh, yeah. Gandolfo, back then. So, so the community came hit- together, sorry, the community came together yeah. at that point to even get it established. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So... So um, we might go to some music now, James, but if you can hold on, because we really do want to hear more from you about this. So we'll just go to a song, Make Way for the Righteous Ones by Blue King Brown. CR is about community and we welcome your participation at the station. 3CR is open to a wide diversity of volunteers and is a great way to connect with Melbourne's activist community. Have you ever thought about volunteering, doing a reception shift, getting a program on air, training in radio skills or contributing to one of the station's committees? There are many ways to be involved at 3CR. To find out more, go to 3cr.org.au and get in touch. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Today we have James Conlon on the line to talk about a campaign to bring about the community's vision for the redevelopment of the Upfield Railway Line between Moreland Road and Bell Street in the north of Metropolitan Melbourne. So as a local, I've been supporting this campaign in some small ways. Uh, The responses I've received from government figures are probably predictable, but they can uh, be broadly summarised as the community has been consulted and everything has been taken care of as far as possible. The letter from MP Jacinta Allen, Minister for Transport and Infrastructure, highlights the public good the project brings, including removal of four dangerous level crossings, which of course is the point of the whole project, She says that the space under the raised railway line will have barbecues, a nature playground, extensive planting and landscaping, a dog park, public art and improvements to the upfield bike path. I must say that all sounds pretty amazing. 
I also received an email from the Stakeholder Relations and Communications Advisor for the government's Level Crossing Removal Project. So I love that person who's right, who's actually communicating with me is a Stakeholder Relations and Communications Advisor. So I suppose I'm a stakeholder. In part, it said they have heeded community feedback and developed a landscaping strategy that promotes biodiversity and sustainability along the railway corridor, including green spaces, shade, shelter for wildlife, shelter for wildlife, wow, and almost three times as many trees planted along the corridor. So that's the government's case as presented to me as a citizen. It sounds pretty wonderful and and it sounds like everything's in hand. So James, what's the problem? Why are we still fighting? Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I guess, well, first of all, we don't, we can't validate any of those claims because we have no information. I mean, you know, the only information they've released is the, these vague, pretty pictures of the um, train station design, which are, they released via The Age. Um, wow, the so you found other... about them through The Age, through the media. Hey? So you, yeah. you got in that, those pictures through the media. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and they even sidestepped council. I mean, Moreland Council have been uh, sidestepped in the, um, uh, you know, the consultation process. Um, yeah, really? so... Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, but the there is... The, the, those claims are, are spurious. So, I mean, the idea of... Uh, so what they're actually proposing to do with Gandolfo Gardens, for, for example, is to... Uh, it's a huge park. The railway corridor is, you know, fairly narrow, but they're coming mm. in and they're just cutting down, like, I think it's 92% of all the trees there, many of which are 100 years old, mm. um, and replacing them with saplings. I mean, yeah. that's obviously just not good enough, especially in the context of the bushfire emergency and the unbelievable destruction that's happening in across the country. Of course. Uh, Moreland has one of the, I think it's the lowest uh, proportion of green space in Melbourne. To come to propose to raise an entire, you know, important environmental corridor and ha haven and sanctuary for both, you know, wildlife and people is pretty mm. unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and we know with so the Upfield Urban Forest, which is a, uh, a group, a local group we've also been working with, who have been planting um, along the corridor for a long time and in the past, um, have obtained independent engineering advice, um, which says that, uh, and, and arborist reports saying that uh, those trees, most of the trees could be saved. Yes. Um, we accept that some will have to go they're, right, they're right along trees. the corridor. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. I guess the issue is that it's, again, it comes down to cost. We're getting the cheaper, nasty version. It's quicker and easier and cheaper for the government to come in and chop down everything and start again. And that's what we're, that's what, what we're opposed to, the unwanted destruction of our community mm. uh, for no reason other than to save a few dollars. Yeah. That's what this is about. Yes. And, you know, we're not seeing any evidence that, uh, we, again, I can't say that the bike paths are going to be improved because we haven't seen any detailed designs other than some vague, pretty pictures, which, mm. you know, are, there, there will be some improvements, but that's definitely good. But... We can't validate that because we're being completely shut out of the consultation mm. process. Yeah, thanks um, for that, um, mm. James. Mm. Yeah. James, I'm Jacques, so uh, good to listen to you and to your insights. 
But you probably have heard what I said at the beginning of the program uh, around the conflict between the two interests, the public interest of getting quicker home via public transport and uh, also yeah. unclogging the uh, where where road and rail meet. And you have acknowledged yeah. that, that that is an interesting and a really important kind of a fact. So yeah. there, there is, of course, there, therefore that conflict between, uh, on the one hand, improving the local commons with your demands and those, uh, and improving the commons for the rest of the world, so to speak. They admit yeah. that they only pass through your area, so you probably have a bit of an a more access to a, a claim of protecting your local commons. What what you say to this kind of thing, also to improve your arguments, really? Because in, yeah. in, in, in essence, I'm really with you, but how could one improve that argument for the public and for those two publics? That means the local public as well as the, the general public who, as I just said, needs to pass through your area to get home quicker. Mm. Yeah, I get, well, I think I would say that I'm not sure that the two uh, objectives are necessarily mm. that much in conflict. Mm. So, I mean, you know, retaining green spaces obviously has a benefit for everyone more broadly. Mm -hmm. um, but then, again, what, one of the key things we're actually calling for is for, you know, these improvements for the... the, the for this, this, the argument, first of all, the arguments about it being a broader public good for motorists are actually spurious as well because, again, the, tra the, train, the train line has um, three trains an hour in the peak. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the idea that it's going to cause this uh, amazing congestion relief for Melbourne is ri ridiculous. Um, and we haven't seen any uh, business case for how, that, how, in detail, how that's actually going to improve uh, travel times for motorists. So that's the first uh, thing that I'll contest. The second thing is that most of the things we're calling for have a broader public benefit. Not just they're not mm -hmm. just going to benefit the local community. So improving um, the public, the the train line, for example, like duplicating the line, as well as making sure that the interconnections between mm -hmm. uh, the train station, tram, and buses mm -hmm. are all done better mm -hmm. will mm -hmm. obviously benefit the entire rail corridor and then the broader network. Um, mm -hmm. And then the stuff about improving the bike and pedestrian paths is, you know, obviously making those spaces better and safer and more convenient and more attractive for people to get out of their cars and to uh, use more sustainable modes of transport. Mm. So, mm. yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, so what the local people want, it's pretty compatible, especially in the example you gave in mm. making public transport more coordinated and more workable. Yeah. Um, they seem to be in sync, really. Mm. Yeah, but, and I, I think we, it's also definitely worth acknowledging as well, though, that the people along the corridor, you know, it's a massive change for them. So their properties that abut the corridor, they, they are going to have a big train in the sky. So I think an, another thing that we are, mm. we've been calling for is the, the sensitive design uh, construction yeah. um, to make sure that uh, those people uh, have noise and visuals, uh, you know, that the design minimises the impact yeah. on those people because those people need to be considered as well. Of course, it's potentially very ugly, obviously, you know, without yeah, um, being sensitive visually and yeah. and in relation to sound as well, especially as there are houses right alongside facing that railway line like metres away, you know. Mm. Mm. Um, so I guess um, I really want to thank you, um, James, for coming on the program and, and telling us about this really important campaign to keep local spaces for and by the community. So, um, but f before um, you go, I'd, um, can you tell us a bit about 
how people can join the campaign and support the campaign? Yeah. yeah. Um, so the we have uh, a website called Upfield Corridor Coalition dot org dot au, mm-hmm. um, and you can sign up to our mailing list, list there. Otherwise, we we're actually working very closely with all. There's a coalition of groups now, um, which includes the No Sky Rail, um, who, uh, Guardians of Gandolfo Gardens, Upfield Urban Forest. We're all working together now, so we've sort of com- created a um, a combined Facebook page called Better Level Crossing Removal for Moreland. Mm-hmm. Not the sexiest name, but mm-hmm. um, say it again, please. <laughs> uh, better Level Crossing. Re- Better level crossing removals for Moreland. Mm-hmm. If you search that in Facebook, there's a page there which we update um, information sort of across all the groups. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah, specifically if you want to get on the Upfield Corridor Coalition mailing list, go to our website, which is Upfield Corridor Coalition. Now, for people um, not connected to the net, which there still are some of those people, um, there's that camp. I believe that there's a a campaign at Gandolfo Gardens on the 18th of January. So so that's the next. Oh, yeah, that's the next um, event that the coalition of groups is is organising. So, uh, given that we've basically been ignored for two years by the government, we are stepping things up a little bit, um, and we'll be having a community, family-friendly community festival. Uh, on the 18th of January, um, which will be immediately followed by an overnight camping. So oh. for those who want to stay overnight, um, you know, it's, it'll be a really cool event. There'll be family-friendly activities during the night, music, um, all that sort of stuff. The local politicians, some local politicians will be speaking and then the evening will be those who want to can stay overnight. Um, and that'll be a really, I think, defiant show to the government um, that you know the community cares about this project, mm. and we really want it done well mm. with proper input. And it sounds like a lot of fun too. And so that's ne- yeah. in the gardens <laughs> next fun, to yeah. Moreland Railway Station, so it's pretty easy to find as well. So yeah. um, I think we're going to have to leave it there. But um, thanks so much, James, for coming onto the program um, and sharing information about that campaign with us. Mm-hmm. No worries. And, yeah, thank you very much for allowing me to talk. Mm. Been, yeah, really good. Pleasure. Thanks for listening to Think Again on 3CR Community Radio with Jacques Boulet and Jennifer Borel. Remember, if you do want to send us a message or ask about anything from today's programme, you can email Borderlands, borders, B-O-R-D-E-R-S, at borderlands.org.au. Just put Think Again in the subject line. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.